guys. Welcome to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Yojimbo fan podcast. This is episode 83, and I am your host, Ed Moore. Beware there are spoilers. I'll tell you what book I'm talking about here in a minute, but first, if you do want to send feedback, usagipodcast at gmail.com is the email, bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit, the website. I post the episodes on Facebook on the Usagi Yojimbo Dojo page. Ronin Rabbit has a Google Plus page, and Twitter is Teal, T-E-A-L, Productions. Today, Usagi Yojimbo Volume 3, Number 10. For those of you that uh, may know ahead of whenever I manage to find out, why were there three different short stories this issue? Which there are. They are entitled Return to Adachi Plains, The Crossing, and The Patience of a Spider. Each story has different protagonists, Mayamoto Usagi and Lord Hikiji for Return to the Adachi Plains, Jay, the, the return of Jay and Akiko for The Crossing, and General Aikida, Jubai, and Kuroda are our characters in The Patience of a Spider, which reminds me very much of 47 Running. Now we open with Usagi standing, holding a shield as he starts to think about and is swept away by his memories of the great battle that he took part in on the Adachi Plains. It is where his lord, Lord Mafuni, was killed. And we see the thing that struck me about this, it was about eight or nine pages, is that the art um, still stands Sakai, but it was inked by Sergio Aragonis, and I think the inking added something different to it. It had a different feel. Um, the the art itself also, the composition, it was much more kinetic, much more frenetic. Lots of things in every panel. Movement and action and characters and, and just the... And, and I guess that is meant to relay the feeling of this great... Um, foot soldier battle that took place on these plains. We see Lord Mafuni fall uh, and Usagi trying to decide what he's going to do to prevent the disgrace of Mafuni, uh, his head being um, lifted on the enemy's spike. Usagi took his Lord Mafuni's head. Now, I would have assumed he would have taken the whole body, but he took his head and was trying to ride through the battle to escape somewhere. I would imagine to give the head of Lord Mafuni a more proper burial. But in the process, he sees how close he is getting to Lord Hikiji, and he decides to attack Lord Hikiji carrying Mafuni's head. So instead of just trying to get away, he confronts Hikiji, takes a glancing blow off the helmet that uh, bloodies his head slash face, realizes that perhaps uh, I need to be gone, and turns tail and indeed runs off this time with Lord Mafuni's head. We return back to Usagi rubs his forehead and then looks at his hand um, to to inspect the blood from where he got cut. 
So long ago, he says, and he turns and looks one more time rather menacingly at the plane, which also happens to be us, the reader, and stalks off, uh, continuing his journey into the woods. The second story, The Crossing, we see a ship at sea bearing a clan symbol that I do not recognize. And we hear singing, a monkey's liver to cure my alien wife. The sea dragon commanded the jellyfish. Oh, Mr. Jelly searched far and wide till he spied a monkey ashore. Oh, ho, said Jelly to Mr. Monkey, come and visit our domain. Oh, you'll feast on ripe melons all the day and sleep in a big silken bed. Oh. Now we move on board and we see the sailors singing, dancing, whistling, having a good time singing the song. Until one of the sailors accidentally runs into a samurai standing um, at the um, rails of the ship overlooking the ship. The samurai bearing a different crest than that that was on the sail of the ship. But the samurai takes offense and is going to strike the sailor down, pulling his sword. But he is stopped short by a voice that says, not loudly, but in a commanding tone and very eerily, stop. And he says, what? How dare you? And he turns to look, and it's uh, the demon Jay and Keiko, who apparently are riding on the ship. The samurai unattached to them because there is a verbal confrontation between the two and the samurai ultimately charges sword drawn only to encounter a spell let's say something that Jay has done that the samurai staggers and then stops says it hurts like my soul being ripped from my body and collapses and dies The sailor, who was about to be killed by the samurai, thanks Jay, and he says, You owe me nothing. My actions are not my own. I am merely an emissary of the gods. My blade finds the evil in this world and destroys it. And the the sailor backs away, "Uh, Yes, yes, of course. And Jay uh, takes a front and says, You do not believe me. I see the doubt in your eyes. It's amazing how much wickedness there is. One can hardly escape it. Even the most innocent soul can secretly be rife with malintentions. The gods have given me the gift of discernment. It is a nigh-impossible task to eradicate sin, but my work will be complete once I slay the long-eared running. Meanwhile, I must content myself with the lesser evils I encounter. And all of the sailors gulp. We see the end of the ship's journey. It gets to shore, and there's a shoreman calling for the rope, saying that the ship is two hours late. Yes, two hours late. He sees Jay and Kiko waiting. He says, hang on, let me go get the plank, and walks over and gets it and bridges the span between the dock and the boat. Thank you for traveling with us. We apologize for the delay. He slightly bows and keeps his head bowed as Jay with his... Spear and Kiko walk past him. Then turns back to the ship he does and says, Well, what's keeping everyone else? Come on, I want to go home too. 
and walks on the ship says, I can't see a thing. Why isn't the lantern lit? And he gets a torch and lights the lantern and gasp. Yeah, scream, screams, runs down the uh, pier. Help, help. Dead. They're all dead. It's a ship of corpses. So, uh, because they were all evil, I would suppose, Jay killed all the um, men on the on the ship, all the sailors. And then our third story, we're told by the narrator, the close of the 16th century was known as the Age of Wars, as warlords fought one another for land and power. Rebellions were not uncommon, and so it was in the Geishu province, as Lord Araki challenged his lord, Matachi, for control of the lands. Araki's army was led by General Akita, hero of a hundred battles. Akita was a warrior and a brilliant tactician, but even he did not realize what it truly meant to have the patience of the spider. And our first panel is Lord Akita atop a warhorse dressed in battle armor. Much battle going on below him. Uh, none of the samurai are wearing the full armor that he is, but they are wearing breastplates and um, armor on their forearms and over their shoulders. The, the, the patchwork loose armor, not the full armor full metallic armor, rather. The battle is not going well. Uh, Matachi is winning. Let's see. Um, So much so that Lord Araki, when his stronghold is breached, takes his life. He is General Akira's daimyo. So now they decide that they must get to safety Um, The general, in particular, he must be the highest-ranking general of the armies. Um, But there is nowhere for them to go, because none of the neighboring provinces will take them in, all siding with Matachi, not with Araki. So they ride off the, the three men, who we will determine is Jubai, Kuroda, and the general. And they find an abandoned farmhouse where they decide to set up shop. Jubai and the general to stay, Kuroda to go and keep an eye on Matachi's um, fortress uh, as, as the spy to learn the comings and goings of Matachi because what they're going to do is they're now going to bide their time as such a, a moment as the general can go back and reclaim the lost honor of Lord Araki. So he and Jubai, in essence, will stay here and set up house while Kuroda goes and becomes a, a villager uh, at the village surrounding the castle to keep an eye on things. We see um, here in the first third of the story a series of panels where the general is looking at a spider and he's thinking the spider so patient, waits, biding its time for the right opportunity. Then it strikes. I must be as the spider. And and most of the story is being narrated to us. We see uh, the general as he and Jubai set up house, become farmers, have the typical successes and, and failures that are farming. Uh, the land is not workable, but they make it workable. The land is dry, but they bring irrigation. 
rather than repairing and honing weapons, they repair and hone tools. Till um, Jubai takes sick and ultimately dies, and at that point the general realizes that he didn't just lose a soldier, he lost a friend. Um, which is interesting to say, because as far as I can tell, it was his only friend. So, uh, Eventually, the general Akita takes a wife, a, a peasant girl from, from the local peasantry. They have a boy, um, and then they have a second boy. He leads the peasants in a, uh, a protecting of their farms and whatnot against a group of brigands that come against them. Unfortunately, Aikida and his family lose their house, but they save the village, so in return the village comes out to rebuild their house. So you see that he is um, developing family on several different levels. Uh, first, Jubai, his, his essentially well, his second family. Um, Lord Araki was his first family. He lost him. Uh, Jubai, he lost. The, he's a part of the village family, which it's going fine. But then some, some things befall him. Um, his youngest son is taken from him. He drowns, ultimately, one rainy season, falling into a ditch. And because his, his leg never completely healed from an injury that he sustained in that initial battle, Aikida was not able to save his youngest son. And... Uh, he gets his weapon and, and, and swears, you know, to the gods. But ultimately, it, it says that he again wraps his swords in oilcloth and places them under the floorboards. His wife seeing, but never asking about what exactly is going on. Uh, ultimately, there is a daughter born. And then, some point in the future, we see that... Uh, it must be Kuroda who comes riding up, although it doesn't necessarily look like him. Maybe it is. Telling the general it's time. Lord Mitachi is dead and his brat Noriyuki is his heir. Many will stand behind you. Now is the time to strike. You have but to give the call to arms and thousands of Iraqi loyalists will rise with you. Even neighboring provinces are set to support you. And he's, he's thinking, he says, the day has come at last, at last. And then you see this, this um, setness come over him, as he says, Aikida. He says, at last, I'll get my revenge on the cursed family. All my years of waiting, pouring my blood into this accursed land. To be feared and respected, a lord once more. I'll get my home back in... And then he stops and says, and... He looks over his shoulder and he sees his wife and two kids playing in the yard. They're up by the house. He sighs. You've got the wrong person, Samurai. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And the Samurai's like, but, but, excuse me. There's much work to be done in my fields. But General, please, leave, Samurai, and do not return. Little boy comes running up, Daddy, Daddy. And the wife asks him, did that Samurai want something? Akita says he was looking for someone who's no longer alive. But forget about him. We must work hard to bring in the harvest. I think we'll have an early frost this year. As he's walking off, carrying wheat, his son on his shoulder, his wife walking next to him, holding the hand of their daughter, carrying a basket of you know, you know whatever she has harvested, perhaps rice. I don't know if it works that way, but um, and and thus ends that story. 
We have a little note here on the letters page that return that tells us the return to Adachi Plain originally appeared in the Usagio Jumbo Book Four hardcover edition, the Dragon Bellow Conspiracy, as a fully painted story done in watercolors. That 1990 edition, limited to 1,500 signed and numbered copies, with an original drawing in each, was an immediate sellout. There were no plans to reprint those reprint, excuse me, those color pages at this time. However, I did have the penciled pages upon which the paintings were based. I'd always intended to finish those pages, so I redrew a few panels and switched others around. And as a real treat for myself, as well as the readers, I asked my good friend Sergio Aragonis of Gru and Mad Magazine fame to ink over my pencils. It was Sergio's idea for me to ink the framing panels, thereby giving the flashback an even more distinctive look. I think the story turned out great. If you want to know Sergio's feelings about inking my less-than-detailed pencils, take a look at his drawings on this page. And uh, the drawing the letter page is a picture of Sergio with a um, one of the kind of pins that you dip in an inkwell. Um, the exact name is escaping me. Chasing after Stan Sakai, um, wanting to stab him and exclaiming something. Maybe just in his head, but... And it is a very, very Sergio Aragonis-type uh, drawing. You can you can tell it was him. All right. Um, really nothing of note other than what I said before. If anybody knows why, ultimately, it was three shorter stories, please let me know. I'm sure somebody at some point will ask in the letters column, and hopefully they'll answer them. So I'll, hopefully I'll get an answer one way or another. No real terms, new or, or that we've had before, introduced. Um no feedback. We, we've caught up on feedback. So on the way out, I'll let you know that uh, Usagi Ojimbo Volume 3 from Dark Horse Comics Issue 11 is the next issue I'll be talking about. And I'll be more than happy to share that with you in a couple weeks. Talk to you guys then. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production. And as such, is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives, 3.0, Unported License.